anymore. <laughs> the come pressure. On, All right. Come on, come Talk on. It. And welcome back. That's right, we're after, back. After after that beautiful cold open of uh, Ying Yang Twins to the window. As soon as I hit that record button, Juan freezes up. He's like, I'm supposed to be behind the camera, not in front of it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, dude, I feel that. Um, but we are back. Uh, welcome, everyone, to another episode of Beyond the Board. Uh, we are so close to being done. It makes it sound like I keep bringing this up, and it makes it sound like I'm like excited to be done with it. And it's, it's, you are, it, dude. Don't lie. I it, mean, I, I mean, I am. It's, I'm not gonna it's lie. It's mixed feelings, right? I mean, D and D is what brought us to want to do this podcast, and we realized at the start that hey, we want to do other shit too. But it's nice to progress. Yeah, it is. And so, like closing a chapter, and dare I say, season one? Hmm? Oh, maybe. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> But it, it has been a super fun time, and honestly, ro- this is a crazy lineup. Rogue, Sorcerer, Warlock, Wizard. That is... That's a, a powerful way to end That's a off. powerful way. I think Wizards of the Coast did that. They're like, if we could just like get all the noobs who don't want to dedicate time to read the book to get to the cool classes, it will introduce Barbarian. Sorry, Bard. I, I love you with all respect. And then, but I yeah, guess when Drew people see Bard, it's a pretty popular one. They're all gas, honestly. What am I even talking about? Um, but we're here where our next uh, episode this week is going to be on Sorcerer class. Wow, what can I say about Sorcerer? A lot. So let's do it. Um, okay. <laughs> the train a Sorcerer and a Wizard is a Wizard has a point. <laughs> so and a wizard is never late they arrive exactly when they when need it, to be. Ex- exactly exactly and you know we could go into the whole tolkien that gandalf is just jesus okay that theory but we'll jesus coon we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there okay jr don't even worry about it um so difference between sorcerers and wizard this is an excellent point to segue this in because what is the difference let me tell you 20 hats Pointy hats, long beards. <laughs> Why are That's wizards it. considered old? Let me tell you what it is. So throughout the universe of D&D, Magic, Faerun, whatever you have it, Harry Potter, it's all wizards are based in it. We're going to do them in tandem. Wizards will get their own class. Don't even worry about it. But wizards are known to study. They go to schools. They have to perfect their craft. Magic, magic is incredibly difficult to harness. Let me tell you, I can't even do it. Um, and it, you, no matter how much studying that like you studying. go into it, it, it's, it's. There's always going to be a curve, right? Sorcerers, however, they are those naturally gifted individuals who are born with this magical spark in them that just kind of comes out of them. I think almost like um, it's intelligence versus wisdom, in my opinion. Well, it's kind of like just innate abilities. Like Jean, is that her name from X-Men? The yeah. Dark Phoenix or whatever? Yep. Dark Phoenix, sure. I know comics. Dark Phoenix. Yeah, Dark Phoenix. There you go. It's all this Don't like, worry, like, I got you innate, untut- untapped power that just kind of explodes. Power. Like that's got to be Sorcerer. Like I, met- I know I know some pretty layman terms for it. Sorcerers yeah. are chads. Wizards are nerds. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> There you have it. I don't need to sorcerers say Sorcerers came out. Sorcerers um, came out the womb like holy shit. So I'm amazing. That that's the episode. Join us next week for uh, Warlocks. Um, and that's all we have. To and say. we're done. And we're done. Bye guys. That's not so Have a good week. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, like, all right, all right. For my anime fans out there, uh, wizards are just Rock Lee, and sorcerers are just Neji. There you go. Yeah. Yep. 
though Rock Lee is such a is is the nerd is the chattiest nerd to the point that yeah. he's not even a nerd. He's just a chad. <laughs> Without the probably only by Mike by Mike guy who pulls up to an entire war with like all these eyes that explode with just a pair of nunchucks and goes, "It smells like bitch in here." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what are sorcerers exactly? That what are they? So. Explained in the book, sorcerers are very rare in the world. It's unusual to find a sorcerer who's not involved in the adventuring life in some way. People with magical power seething in their veins soon discover that power doesn't like to stay quiet. I imagine sorcerers who find out they're sorcerers don't have the best time fitting in. Like, it's not something that you learn, it's something that you're born with. In the book, it talks about how sorcerers, sometime in their life, are exposed to something that changes them forever. Whether it's their ancestry meddled around with dark magic and every generation a black comet shoots, across, comet shoots across the sky and the next born child has these powers. Whatever supernatural or natural thing that occurs, it changes these individuals' lives forever. Growing up, how does this magic manifest itself? You gotta think of it similar to... What's a good example here? Um, I'm gonna say Matilda. There's probably a lot I could have pulled from. I no, don't that, know. That's perfect. That's but that perfect. comes in, right? You know, her her family. It's been years since I've seen this movie. I should have chose something else. But they try to like belittle her and hide her gift, right? That's pretty much it. Or you could even say Harry Potter. There you go. I know he's a wizard. I don't give a damn. They hide him into a closet, and like in the books, they like his hair grows back when he gets a cut because he doesn't want to cut. He's running. From bullies he jumps up on the roof there's something abnormal about these individuals that make them stand out even though they're not trying to so i imagine most sorcerers have a terrible upbringing that sets them aside unless they're just like i'm gonna say that one percent that's lucky right where their parents are like oh hell yeah i have an abnormal child let's fucking go oh, there's, there's <laughs> yeah. an anime there's an anime with that where this person is like conscious of their conscious of their past lives and they learn magic and they're like this 12 year old probably younger kid oh are you talking about jobless magic. reincarnation yeah bro that show it is fan servicey and very pervy but it fucks it fucks so hard i was gonna it's say I, gross it's not it's not the best anime by any means but the scenes where he's actually like doing magic is so fucking cool because there's a scene where he just stumbles he's like all right i'm gonna test out my powers and he winds up this fucking like tidal wave spell and blows off half of his house. Dang. Have you heard about one thing? No. I, I'm not. Most of the time when I talk to you guys, I kind of sit there with like like that kid who just twiddles his thumbs, you know, and just go, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Bro, it sounds tangent, cool. But you got to get into it. It's literally, it's just any other isekai. There's anime. parts you got to get over. Where it's like the dude. So it's a 30 year old, 30 something year old shut in um gets in a car accident gets hit by a truck and he wakes up in the bot in like literally the day an infant is born in a fantasy world but he still has like his memories and like the computing brain power of a 34 year old man oh, but nice. he is a newborn baby <laughs> um and he like figures out um it's like he doesn't figure out that he's in a fantasy world until he's like two when he like scrapes his knee and his mom like whips out healing magic and he's like what the fuck <laughs> um and then from that moment on he like teaches himself how to read and it's like kind of badass because i explained that like he's technically a prodigy but it's because like with having the brain of a 30 year old but also like the learning it's capabilities so of like a child's body yeah and like he just like knows how to essentially speed run magic 
Cool. Yeah. It, yeah, no, sound, they're like, so really how do you cool. do your incantations? He's like, you have to say your incantations. I just kind of throw my hand out there and I do the thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it gets does, pretty it good. Does, AKA it does sound good. Meta magic. Um, <laughs> I, have, to I have another it. thing, though. Um, <laughs> you have, you're at three points. I'm at three points? Yeah, three points. You guessed my character and I hate you. <laughs> Wait, which one? Matilda? No. Jean? No. Harry Potter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, suck it, Because Colin. it breaks it. <laughs> Whatever. What Anyways, so I'm gonna we're gonna jump right into this. So because Drew Drew guessed it. Um, I I thought for whatever reason it would throw you guys off because it's the whole you're a wizard Harry. So it's like, oh, why isn't you know Harry Potter your wizard of the week? Because like because the fucking magic system in Harry Potter, Drew said it himself, whenever oh. they cut his hair um it grows back it's all innate magic yes he has to learn how to control it and has to learn all those spells but the magic system it's inside of him it's and then the magic in the school and all that shit is just to like control it and be better at it how do you think he's the boy who lived exactly and so harry potter at the end at the beginning of the episode is our sorcerer of our sorcerer character of the week and, uh, and, not a wizard. Yeah, and, and for those Potter heads who are like, nah, he's a wizard, hey, Dumbledore's renowned as Fuck one of off. the greatest sorcerers to ever lived, so hey, what are you gonna do? Um, Isn't that literally the name sorcerer's of the Sorcerer's Stone? Yeah, the sort of, yeah, well, that's because we're American dummies and they didn't think and we'd we didn't understand what philosopher would mean. Okay, so, um, but or, yes, you know, I mean, to be fair, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, understand it. it, it <laughs> I, I, I get it. it. It is pretty cool, though, so I think you're right. It is the Harry Potter magic of that universe is definitely innate sorcerer abilities. Sorcery. So, very good job. I agree with you. That's awesome. And suck it, Colin. Uh, just say good board. job because you won. Get good, you know. It will. So, Colin, you can either tie it or just Because <laughs> there's two did left. You just say, did you just say, ooh-woo? Yeah, suck it. For a win, Ooh, ooh, Colin Senpai. <laughs> uh, I don't know what Dude, you want you me to say. The, <laughs> uh, have you have you ever seen the TikTok of like a, a um, Hawaii New Yorker? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's, it's that fucking ooh, ooh, you know. Um. So yeah, that's awesome. We're kind of we're kind of flipping things up. No, no, no big deal, dude. Um, we're flipping things around here. It doesn't matter. That's that's sorcerer for you. It keeps us on our toes. Going into the class, um, it's actually the spellcasters, unlike druids, I should say, um, and clerics and paladins, <laughs> whatever. Um, sorcerers don't have a whole lot of abilities built into their kit. It's mostly magic based. They get their ninth level spellcaster, so of course they are going to be all their abilities come from their spells and their subclasses. Unlike other classes within D&D, there are two that pick their uh, subclass at level one. It is wizard, and it I, I think I could totally be lying. I'm pretty sure it is. Wizard and... We'll find out when we get to wizard. We'll find out. Stay tuned. Two weeks. Um, but... <laughs> It's because sorcerers need to pick up their origin. (laughs) How did they get these powers? It's not normal. 
they didn't study for it they get angry and they hulk out maybe what have you there is a there's a homebrew called muscle magician check it out it's sweet um but there there's a lot that's awesome yeah it's really cool (laughs) it's uh too many tangents it's whatever it's cool though um so but sorcerer's origin need to pick their their thing how they got these magical abilities that's level one they get to choose four cantrips from the spell list sorcerer and wizard share similar spell lists and so they're able to pick four cantrips from that they know the one thing that's different that make sorcerers stand out from any other uh, class is they have a limit to how many spells they know. So they have multiple columns. It's most columns in the book, okay? They have cantrips known, spells known, and then the spell slot level. So at level two, they get to know two spells, and what they get to do with that, though, is it's always prepared, unlike cleric, unlike druid, unlike wizard, unlike any other spellcaster besides bard i think um they have these spells already known so that's why they get a minimal amount of spells that's the comparison right wizards get these massive spell tomes and they get to know hundreds of spells by the end of the campaign sorcerers the most they're ever gonna know is 15 sorry about it (laughs) that's it um and but they are able to freaking cast these all the freaking time and it's like they're just so situational, you know. Uh, I just they just are able to cast things whenever they need to because they always have something prepared. These fifteen spells are always prepared. Um, so that's spell casting for them. They are charisma based. The spellcasters, so their saving throw is Constitution and Charisma. Um, charisma. I don't know. I'll let you guys ask. I'll let this be an open discussion. Why is it Charisma and not Wisdom if it's an innate ability? Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> I feel like charisma is more of an innate I would say. I don't know. Um, that's my argument, maybe that if sense. someone blew up magicy in front of you, that would be intimidating as shit. Correct? Yeah. I would not see. I don't know many people that would not be that would take that very well. If someone like intimidated, <laughs> like like blew up a toaster uh, because they got angry and the toaster wasn't plugged in, right? Or so I and the fact that. Dudley. Yeah, or, you know, or uh, make the glass disappear, save them from Dementors, <laughs> any of that fun stuff. Yeah. Um, blow up your ants, you know. Um, we don't send the wizards to jail <laughs> for blowing up their ants. <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck, don't do it. You're going to make me start quoting those movies. So. <laughs> Hold on, take a breath. Okay. Anyways, so that's intimidating as fuck. Intimidating as fuck, and the the thing with D&D is intimidation checks are tied into your charisma. That is the only excuse my brain can think of as to why it's not wisdom and it's charisma instead is the fact that sorcerers would just be terrifying people. Yeah. Especially when those powers awaken. I'll take your word for it. I don't know the right answer to that either. Maybe Wizards I'm not Gary Gygax, so I don't know. No, no, it's fine. And, you know, and I think we're so far from his version that he came up with, so it's whatever. Um, and you know what? Charisma? Sure. Makes sense. Um, and going on, they get uh, a bunch of spell slots that I should mention when they choose their origin. Like, they get, not spell slots, spells that are outside of their typical um spell category um just depending on what origin they pick and we'll get into that when we go into our subclasses here in a minute um one really cool thing about wizard uh 
I, I just want to play wizards, apparently. <laughs> uh, the really cool thing about sorcerers is Font of Magic. Font of Magic, they get these these pool of sorcerer points that they're able to like expel to do a bunch of cool shit and so you gain two sorcery points at level one and each time you gain more i should also mention this they have another column which is for sorcery points <laughs> so that is another one they have uh it does kind of follow on um, their level so at level one at uh, level two when they get quantum magic they have two all the way up to level 20 they never get any more past that specifically says they can't have more than the allotted time at that level allotted slot at that level point whatever you you know what i'm you know what i'm saying um and because these things do a lot of crazy stuff um especially when you get into meta magic meta magic is game altering things through these innate sorcery points you can think of it as kind of like I, we're gonna go to Harry Potter so often. I don't even care. Uh, I think of uh, Crimes of Grindelwald, right? Uh, the Obscurial. What's his name? Yeah. Credence, right? It's uh, he just like yeah. blows up because he can't control his emotion. You can kind of think of these as like sorcery points, right? They are a minimum amount of energy that they can expend within it to make stuff explosive beyond any capabilities, almost uncontrollable in the arcane world. So you can think of it kind of like that. Um, they're able to alter lots of things. Uh, there's many, many um, meta magic things. I'm not going to go into. I'm only going to say two, which is extended spell. You can uh, expend a sorcerer point to double the duration to a maximum of 24 hours of a spell. So invisibility, I think, is like an hour. You can double it to two hours. I don't know why you need to, but it's something you can do. Or you can do a quicken spell. Here's conjuring. Um, Fey, it's a whole action. You can spend three sorcery points, and um, sorry, you can spend two sorcery points to change it to a bonus action. That's crazy. <laughs> so anything that would normally take one action, your whole turn, just became a bonus, and you can do something else. Maybe cast another spell on top of that. Doesn't matter. You're pretty much hasted for spell casting. There's a lot of cool things you can and not do. To get, and not to get super into the other ones as well, but twin spell subtle spell and careful spell are also three like if you want to play this complicated class like look into those three as well because oh my like you said they're like the pool you can tap from when you're using this character there is a lot of options for yeah. using your spells and magic and all that they are very <laughs> very cool one thing i should mention with these sorcerer points um you do get them all back after you finish a long rest. So there is balance because it would be very busted. Hey, let's chill out 15 minutes. Let me get all 20 sorcerer points back and go ham. So no, it, it is balanced in that way um, because if not, it would be very crazy. As you're gonna it find out- you, um, sorry. No, I was gonna say, as you can find out playing a sorcerer, the best way I can describe it is they are the Gatling gun spellcasters. They just are throwing yeah. stuff left and right. The typical spell slingers. They're fast, explosive, and powerful. That's kind of what they are. Um, what were you going to say, Colin? Um, can't you turn sorcery points into spell yes. slots as well if you need to in a pinch? Yes. So you can, there is another table on underneath the font of magic, and you can turn sorcery points into spell levels and vice versa up to fifth level. So and that is another game balancing mechanic for sure so uh, if you want more sorcery points you can give up a fifth level spell slot and gain seven points or you can give up sell seven sorcery points to gain a fifth level spell slot so it is a give and take but 
incredibly powerful. And that's a bonus action to do that. So you can just like in the middle of your turn, I'm gonna give up these spell slots, gain um, seven more sorcery points and cast a heightened spell to do like two more stuff. Crazy stuff. Really, really cool things. Um, that's it for the main abilities up until level 20. <laughs> so you get uh, meta magic at level three, and then every fourth level you still get the ability improvement, but you don't get another staple until Sorceress Restoration at level 20. You can spend four, ex uh, ex you can expend four sorcery points whenever you finish. Oh. <laughs> I suck at reading. <laughs> at, at 20th level, you regain four expended sorcery points whenever you finish a short rest. So there you go. Um, and it's just- You're gonna get there, buddy. Yeah, we were. I just kind of read it and I was like, hey, <laughs> that sounds right. Nah. Um, so that's a way for them to regain these crazy abilities really quickly. When they're in a dungeon, I think a short rest is 15 minutes. Not a big deal, whatever. Um, so that sorcerer, Let's get into the origins. What makes them tick? How did they get this divine spark, this arcanic spark? Let the boys tell you. Colin, why don't you start us off? What? Yep. I'm calling on you. On how they got their spark? Yeah, tell us your tell us your subclass. Character backgrounds, buddy. <laughs> You're, oh, you're... I was just like, dude, are you telling me to do the background of all sorcerers? That's no. your thing. I didn't do that. No, no, I'll cover lore. I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, give me all the D and D lore, dude. Now. I, I dude, want, I want to hear. It made my heart class. sink for a second. I was just like, bro. <laughs> nah, bro. I'm glad you're paying attention to me, though. So go ahead and tell us about your subclass. Oh, that made my heart drop so hard. <laughs> oh. Okay, <laughs> I did a Divine Soul for my subclass. Um, I like it because it, I like to equate things to things that I understand, as most people do. And this reminds me of Star-Lord, pretty much. You just get dropped into this fantasy universe and you're really good and you're, you'd almost consider yourself lucky. But you tap into this other, I guess, other realmly power of like religious hierarchy that you start to figure out and depending on your infinity you get your spells with good you get cure wounds evil you get inflict wounds lawful you get bless chaotic you get bane and neutral you get protection from evil and good because you know it's got to stay neutral. right right and starting at the first level, you get favored by the gods, so you get divine power governs your destiny. If you fail a saving throw or miss an attack roll, you can roll 2d4 and add it to your total, possibly changing the outcome. And 2d4, instead of just re-rolling a d20 and taking that number instead, that's a big bonus. Then empowered healing at sixth level, the divine energy coursing through you can empower healing spells, Whenever you are an ally within 5 feet, you rolls dice to determine the number of hit points the spell restores. You can spend one sorcery point to re-roll the dice once, provided you are incompetent. Wow. Then the last one, the psh, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't give it. I didn't give it proper time to sink in. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Keep it going. We tangented a lot, so I'm trying to power. <laughs> Honestly, I think we're still kind of on time. I, I do too. <laughs> we're kind of I, killing it. 
This this is why you don't do drugs, kids. I feel like we've been on for an hour already. We've probably been going for what thirty minutes actual recording uh, time. Twenty four actual recording minutes. Yeah, would be about twenty twenty four minutes. <laughs> Again, don't don't do drugs. Or um, do we're not your parents? <laughs> we role models. I sure as hell. I'm I'm pro choice in all things. Wait. <laughs> 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 uh, man, tell us about your subclass, bro. <laughs> Oops. Oops. <laughs> Wait, Colin, are you done? <laughs> Keep going. Keep going, buddy. Oh, I got, I got, I got, I got one more. Fourteenth level, you get angelic form, and you can use your bonus action to manifest a pair of special wings or spectral wings. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, spectral wings from your back. Special wings from my special die. <laughs> Dude, I'm trying not to die laughing from our little transition. A pair of spectral wings from your back. While the wings are present, you have a flying speed of 30 feet. The wings last until you're incapacitated. You die, or you dismiss them as a bonus action. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Flying sorcerers. My goodness. Just what we needed. Dude, could you imagine, like, you're in the middle of a fight, all of a sudden you start getting pelted by shit from up top? <laughs> not good. Not good at all. Um, why I wouldn't give up. It's just like, you know what? And me. They fly now? They fly now. Scar <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isaac, like, making fun of that line in an interview is by far my favorite piece of, or like, or when John Boyega's like, why are we asking? They've been flying since the Clone Wars. You know, as awful <laughs> as those that series was, there was some comedy in it. I'll give it that. Yeah, somehow. Palpatino's <laughs> returned. Alright, yeah. <laughs> I'm done. So my sorcerer that I came up with um, is... So I picked the Wild Magic subclass. Hell and yeah. I think... Um, so there's actually kind of a story to this. There's a game coming out this week that I'm actually very excited about called Cult of the Lamb. I don't know if either of you have heard about it. Have not. Never. So you, so you play this little sheep lamb thing who is about to get like murdered, or like I think you're about to get ritually sacrificed, oh. and then the uh, this like dark lord, Satan essentially saves you and is like, "Yo, be my prophet and grow my cult, and I'll save you from this." And so he gives you like evil powers. And then you have to essentially become a cult leader um, and grow your following to like power up. It looks like a really fun game. Check it out. Not sponsored, but thinking a lot about Cult of the Lamb and sacrificial stuff, you know, essentially just like hereditary. Um, I figured I would go with wild magic. And the background is that someone tried to um, do some freaky face shit with a baby. And essentially was like, I'm going to offer up my child and put the soul of like an arch fiend from the or like a whatever the fuck they're called in the Fey Wild, um, just an oh Archfey. Like I'm gonna summon the soul of an Archfey, uh, and try and put it in this baby, and then it backfires, and like that person disintegrates or something, and then the baby now has wild magic powers. So that's the the background, and then one day they get really upset, and a wild magic surge happens, which is what you get at, le- at level one. Um, I feel like I'm trying to talk about this like I'm a showman. 
Oh, wait. Tell us. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, so while magic surge, at level one, uh, once per turn, the DM can have you roll a d20 immediately after you cast a sorcerer spell of level one or higher. If you roll a one, you get to roll on the wild magic surge table to create a magical effect. And no matter what happens, or whatever the context is, it has to happen. So if you roll a one on that d20, you gotta roll a d100. Um, someone give me a number between one and a hundred. 97. And I'll tell you what happens. 97, uh, if you get that, it says you are surrounded by faint ethereal music for the next minute. Oh, That's all that happens. Heck yeah. There could be worse things. There could like, be worse I things. Like, I just saw one. If you roll a uh, seven or eight, you cast Fireball. Fireball, not Fireball. You cast Fireball as a third level spell centered on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you you know how you know how Juan is. He likes his pizzazz. He like so this is right up his alley. My favorite thing I've ever seen happen with I'm sorry to tangent, but that uh, with the uh wild magic was the D twenty wild magic when they did the unsleeping city of Pete. He casted like a simple spell. I think it was just like A light source that he was trying to cast. And he's like, "All right, right, roll your wild magic." He ended up casting like a thunderbolt on the center of his location, and everyone thought he went hostile. It's just like that—that's what you're poking fun with with wild magic, and I think that's a really fun class, but also fits one super well because, like you said, the the salt bay pizzazz. Yeah, and it and it is a very fun class. I will say this one thing though, as a hint of warning to this class it can be incredibly frustrating when the dm doesn't acknowledge the wild table and as a dm there are so many thoughts going through your heads that you may not imagine oh sure my sorcerer is casting a spell i need to remember to make him roll on the wild table so as the player i would casually remind the dm maybe print out that uh column and give it to him because i had a dm parker you ass i played a sorcerer for <laughs> nine levels okay and he didn't once make me roll on the wild magic and i was a wild were magic. you a wild just magic sitting sorcerer? there yeah so i was just like this this guy and i didn't have the heart to tell him because like it was it was fun and like whatever he'll listen to this and he'll i'll give him shit in our campaign now <laughs> but um, you think no one's playing sorcerers <laughs> i know so like it it is something um to bring up to the dm be like yo this is what it does here's the sheet um, whenever I whenever I meet the criteria, have me roll or something like that. Please don't forget about me. <laughs> That's the whole reason I chose this class type of thing. So, well, I would say I'd even argue that. I mean, you said it yourself. Your DM is going through so much. Why even make it their job? Just be like, just know. Oh shit! I rolled a one. Now I got to roll d one hundred. Right. Um. Or whatever. Just be like, you know, wild magic surge. Like, yeah. do it once a turn. Like, it's cool because listen it's a random it's one to 100 uh everything gets like two numbers so essentially it's 50 things that could potentially happen and so if you're bored of your like everyday magic class do a little bit of wild magic but you also get some other nice. shit yeah. like uh also at level one you get tides of chaos uh, and you get to just give yourself advantage on an attack roll ability roll or saving throw you can just do it once per long rest and if you're just like you know what magic. i want to do it again before I rest again, the D your DM can just have you roll on the ma wild magic table. And as soon as that effect takes place, boom, you regain use of the feature. So if you want to keep, you know, essentially playing Russian roulette and then just giving yourself advantage, you can just <laughs> fucking do that. That's crazy. <laughs> Which is the real reason I'm like, wild magic fucks. I mean, we've also got six level, Ben Luck. Uh, you can, it says you have the ability to twist fate using your wild magic. 
um, when another creature you can see makes an attack roll, an ability check, or a saving throw, you can use a reaction and spend two sorcery points to roll 1d4 and apply the number rolled as a bonus or penalty to the creature's roll. So it's essentially like bardic inspiration or the opposite of it. Oh, uh, what's the... Do bards get one? It's like Miss Silvery Barbs or something. Like cutting words. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, like cutting words. Maybe, yeah, you yeah. could just be like, fuck you, or hey, good luck, and you're bending You'll your never make it in this city. A couple. Yeah. You'll never make it in this city. <laughs> um, Damn, I need to listen to this. It gets quoted so much. Uh, 14th level. Um, all right, uh, tangent, real quick, two seconds. What? I did not finish The Unsleeping City. What? It got old. I got so bored after like four episodes. I couldn't. I just skipped on to Tiny Ice, and I'm still on my, making my way through that. Dude, Anyways, that's kind of uh, like listen, about critical role. Get right into now. Dimension Twenty. <laughs> get into Dimension Twenty. All you got to do, really must watch for you, Drew specifically, is Fantasy High Escape both High. seasons, and then uh, Escape the Blood Keep because it's um, Man, heavily. It's a parody of Lord of the Rings, but oh, it's yeah. what if Sauron's courts had a chance to try and save him before they threw the ring into the fire and oh, it's nice. dope and matthew mercer plays a parody of the witch king and it's amazing <laughs> oh my god anyways i'm not gonna spoil it but solid fucking ending that um so it says here controlled chaos level 14 you gain a modicum sure. um i don't know what it means but okay dnd beyond oh, i know m-o-d-i-c-u-m <laughs> of control over the surges of your wild magic whenever you roll on the wild magic table you can roll twice and use either number, which just gives you more opportunity for fun. And then finally, at 18, the harmful energy of your spells intensify. When you roll damage for a spell and roll the highest number possible on any of the die, choose one of those dice, roll it again, and add that roll to the damage. You can use this feature once per turn. That's Not weird. once for a long rest, once, once per turn. turn. I like wild magic sorcerers. And to finish off my background, that baby... Um, who is just like a creepy fairy because I love when the when the fae like yeah it's all fairy and cute blah 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 tea time no. I love when the fae gets actually terrifying and it gets to like the real stories for like like, like the brothers Grimm and yeah, stuff that like, was just about shit, to say the Grimm brothers yeah. that is my shit right yeah. there and so I would definitely play up I kept it kind of basic but I definitely play it up like I got my wild magic shit from like a weird fae thing Maybe that Archfey like lives on in my head and I can hear them. We can role, role play that or whatever, but essentially just creepy face shit. So this is it's my jam. This is a tangent. And I'm but done. I had, a, and like, this is the whole podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Tangents, why I'm your host. Honestly, um, we should name it Beyond the Tangent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And not tan. <laughs> nah, no, I'm not going to bring physics into this. Okay, so um, in. Cosine. <laughs> tan. <laughs> tangent. <laughs> Uh, okay um so there was this um there was this story um what's it called uh story idea for free shop writers Uh, i don't know what it's called prompt story prompt um where this father was reading to his kid uh a fairy tale and the fae trick like enchanted the book and so it sucked him and his kid into the story and they had to fight their way out of like a Rumpelstiltskin book 
where like they're this guy's like stealing the kids and like coming after this kid and his dad and um it would be an interesting backstory for D&D where like yeah I got sucked into this I'm trying to find my son Rumpelstiltskin stole him because a fae was born and enchanted this book so it made it real like that would be nuts I think <laughs> like that'd be absolutely crazy um but yeah, that's that's an awesome subclass. I love wild magic. That's why I chose it for when I played a sorcerer. So I'm, I'm glad someone picked it. Uh, for me, um, I chose to do the aberrant mind. How we decided we pronounce it? Um, apparent. Apparent. Sure. What do you do? Um, basically, an alien influence has wrapped its tendrils around your mind, giving you psionic powers. Say less. That's my that's character. Um, and it it's really cool because it's all based off of like these psionic gifts you know they get telepathic speech which i think is nuts at level one and i'm gonna go into this with my uh, character story um, but you can form a telepathic connection between your mind and the mind of another as a bonus action choose one creature you can see within 30 feet of you you can choose to speak to that creature telepathically up to a mile equal to the number equal to your charisma modifier so up to five if not higher miles where you can just speak to each other mentally that's level one. That's nuts. Um, they get psionic sorcery at level six. You can cast a spell of first level or higher from the psychonic spell uh, spells feature. They have a list of a bunch of psionic um, uh, spells. I'll, I won't go into them, but they're really rad. <laughs> um, you can cast it by expending a spell slot as normal or by spending number of sorcery points equal to spell level. So, of course, um, I think they cap out. Well, this is actually cool. So it goes beyond... Um, fifth level as in the core because it specifies within psionic sorcery so you can even spend nine spell slots to cast a level nine that's crazy <laughs> that's actually way nuts um and then at level six again they get psychic defense you gain resistance to psychic damage if you have advantage on saving throw from being charmed or frightened that's nuts um you get at 14th level uh relevation in flesh um, revelation in flesh beginning at 14th level you can unleash the aberrant truth hidden within yourself as a bonus action you can spend one or more sorcery points to magically transform your body for 10 minutes for each sorceries point you spend you gain one of the following benefits uh, you can see invisible creatures within 60 feet of you um, you can gain flying speed equal to your walking speed and can hover um, as you fly your skin glistens with mucus or shines with an otherworldly light disgusting but cool uh, you gain swimming speed equal to twice your walking speed on the michael phelps boy um, your body along with your equipment you're wearing becomes slimy and pliable <laughs> gross and you can move through any space as narrow a gross as version one. of my subclass <laughs> inch with uh as narrow as one inch without squeezing gross <laughs> so and then finally at level 18 warping implosion at 18th level you can unleash your power as a space warping anomaly as an action you can teleport to an unoccupied space you can see within 120 feet of you immediately after you disappear each creature within 30 feet of the space you left must make a strength saving throw on failed a creature takes 3d 10 force damage and is pulled straight toward the space you left ending in an unoccupied space as close to your former space as possible that's nuts um you can only use that per once per long rest unless you spend five sorcery points and you can get it back <clears throat> that's crazy it's basically like a black hole right you teleport away and it sucks everyone in that's really sweet 
The reason I picked that one is because I love psychic stuff. I'm a huge Charles Xavier fan and being able to speak to someone telepathically level one and read thoughts at level three, that's wild. So that's my character. Um, now, should we move on to our actual characters? <laughs> Do it. Do it? Okay. Let's gather around the fire and let's uh, let's tell our stories. Who wants Sing to our campfire us? song. That's right. Do would you like to go, Bone? I'm going to be honest. Uh, that was my character. I, I did okay, my cool. character the same time I did my backstory. No, so that's cool. Um, yes. Archfey fairies. Nice. Babies. Yeah. Solid stuff. Archfey fairy babies. The fey version of Moses. Okay. The labyrinth. I'm Bon Jovi. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll go ahead, Colin. Um, so for my character... Um, his name is Fitch, right? That's it. Um, it's pretty interesting. I think this uh, would be very fun to play as. Um, this human, um, he lost both his parents at a young age. Typical, right? Um, but he had this unnatural gift that he was able to just like speak to people telepathically. Obviously, that's his sorcerer origin. Um, and so he was kind of an outcast because for the early stages of his life, he didn't really learn how to develop talking physically because he could just do it mentally. Um, and so he didn't have a whole lot of friends growing up and he was kind of like distant. And when both his parents died of natural causes, um, he took to the streets and became kind of like a street urchin. Like he would be like a mind reader and he would just like whisper into their minds mentally. Cause like, it doesn't have to be a friendly creature, the telepathic speech and just be like, start talking about like food or something and be like, huh, interesting. You're talking, you're thinking about beef stew. I think your wife might be making it tonight type of stuff like that you know so it's like people <laughs> start giving him like actual credibility um anyways he gets picked up for our law enforcement it was like hey this guy can read minds level three he does um and they start using him as an interrogator anyways he moves up very high in the ranks where he starts to uncover a plot that this government is all being run by like a mafia mob and he discovers a hit to like take him out because he knows too much and so he is a coward he runs right he's like all i can do is really read minds i need to get out of here so it'd be it'd be fun to play um this innocent kid on the run like he's probably 18 16 maybe even and like he's just hiding out but he has these psionic gifts that lets him like enter people's minds <laughs> and so like he is super valuable to the right hands so, like the mobs after to kill him maybe like some gang bosses want him as like on their team type of stuff already, and, pretty much. yeah it would be it'd be very cool um like type of like crime war stuff trying to get this guy or take him out so that's my character um uh, colin what do you have um i kind of did the uh same as one but i'll i'll dive on into this because it yeah. was i put i put my heart and soul in this background <laughs> Uh, I didn't write a name, but like I said, I pretty much based my character off of Star-Lord. It's a human variant, and they, at, from a young age, they just kind of, like I said, they're just kind of lucky whenever they should get hurt or, like, whenever they get in trouble and have to fight someone or get out, like, you know, just anything being a little scoundrel would do. Right. They just kind of are lucky, and then one day they come home and their mom has told them of tales of like how their father wasn't from this plane and he always just thought that he, she meant like he lived either far south, east, whatever. Like he was a kid, he didn't 
know the study of planes. And then one day he found his mom dead, but there were like no wounds or anything, but her eyes were gone. There's like blood coming out of her ears. I, like it, it, in uh, Stranger Things, when L just like pops him. Whoa, Would you say that uh, his father's from the South? The Deep South? <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me you don't move him talking about. <laughs> Yes. Um, twiddle, twiddle, thumbs, twiddle. Oh. <laughs> you shouldn't. It's oh, a Adam Sandler movie, Drew. Dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm referencing little. It's little Nicky because he's oh, always like, I, "Where are you from? I've seen the that. South, the, the deep, deep South." The <laughs> <laughs> and he like laughs to himself. Yeah, I saw that a long, long time ago. That's where he's like the Satan's kid, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. Anyway. <laughs> But um, when he finds his mom, he like tries to tap into that luck and he kind of jumps forward a few levels and has his wings like bust out of his back. But because he wasn't ready, it like takes everything out of him and it looks like he dies as well. He gets dumped into the pile of bodies pretty much. In D&D times, it's kind of like Dark Ages stuff. So he he just gets dumped into the dead pile. And he wakes up just under like a pile staring at his dead mother. When he freaks out, he just blasts out, runs away, and just tries to like find his way back into the world. But he all he knows how to do is heal and be lucky. So he kind of just swindles his way into becoming a uh, a thief of sorts. Cool. That yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, playing a lucky um, divine soul. So yeah, that I think that's that sounds really fun to play, and I'd love to have that in my party, especially with that backstory. It'd be fun to like integrate with stuff. Um, awesome subclasses. There I got are, mommy and daddy issues. There's so many uh, cool subclasses that we didn't even talk about. There's like uh, the draconic bloodline. There's shadow. I like that one. Shadow magic. Ooh. There's... Real quick, I'm so glad you said the fucking Draconic, because I wanted to make a point of really pushing a sub or a multi-class for the first time. Oh, yeah? Dude, Sorcerer and a Monk tie together with Draconic um, background, you're pretty much uh, Iron Fist. Dang. Yeah, that'd be sweet. There, there's been a couple of cool things. Uh, his name is Monkey DM on Instagram, and he's awesome. Um, I've been following him for a while, and he does a really broken build with the Divine Soul and like a couple other multi classes. And I'm gonna, I, I don't want to quote it because I don't want to butcher it. But go take Deal. a look at his, <laughs> go take a look at his page. Really sweet stuff. Um, going into the lore of sorcerers, my goodness, there's so much, and there's no way I can cover it in the amount of time I have. Uh, but there is a quote from a wizard um, named Melagant uh, Tanthal. Uh, it says, Even to the best wizards, magic comes slowly and with difficulty. Not so to sorcerers. For them, it is a gift, a natural talent that can be improved in with time and patience but a gift nonetheless. Needless to say, all those wizards who must work for their art tend to be suspicious of those who don't. So there's this rivalry between the two arcane casters that are the heavy lifters within the fantasy realm of Faerun. The wizards who spend their years studying, perfecting their craft, and the sorcerers who are just these like prodigies, like we said, Rockley and Neji. Um, they're two different things. One's effort, one's just a natural 
talent, okay? Um, within um, cultures, sorcerers are very, very rare because it's not so often that these things are, these spark of arcane is like down through the bloodline, right? It's usually they have to study, it's religious gifts, um, or it's a warlock. What's the difference between a pact with a fae for a sorcerer and a warlock? Probably just your soul. Um, but it it's... It's basically the same thing. You somehow got these gifts through the supernatural way, whether it's your ancestry, you fell into some pit, it was a radioactive pit, now you're uh, super strong, you're a superhero now. Whatever it is, it's very rare in the culture of um, D&D. Now, sorcerers travel a lot. They're very much adventurers because there's not really a place for them growing up, so they're constantly on the road because they're different, right? Um, and whatever their sorcerer origin, it kind of defines their path, like the divine soul, right? It's got this somewhat a spark of divine energy into it. The fae, it's got fae touch. It's, it's kind of going to guide their lives forever, right? Um, sorcerers, they, although they are gifted with these abilities, it's not like that they don't actually try right you can think of it as like they it comes naturally to them they are able to cast these spells by maybe seeing it done <laughs> i think of like the inheritance cycle where aragon sees brahm cast Brisinger, and like he's like oh i'm gonna try that shit and doesn't like almost kills himself because he like blows up the whole city um and it's kind of it's kind of like that it's like you could see a wizard and like maybe look at his spell and book and be like oh yeah i kind of get that and that's how they like learn spells but they don't have to spend decades perfecting it that's why they won't learn as many spells as wizards do but you bet your ass they're gonna actually they're gonna try <laughs> so and that's kind of cool there's a bunch of different sorcerers origins that like, kind of change how they're viewed culturally shadow magic is all touched by the shadow fell which is like the upside down in stranger things right it gives them a very evil outlook even though it may be not their fault that they have that touched maybe they were an adventuring group who didn't know she was pregnant and she they were born in the shadow fell and this dark energy just connected to them even when they came to the prime material i don't know that's just something off the top of my head but there's a lot of things that could kind of change your destiny just by what origin you pick so that's kind of how they fit into the culture uh, going into our sorcerer of the week it is baba yaga now two reasons why i picked this one um come on john wick i cannot not do baba yaga if it's going to come up in famous the baba yaga <laughs> so the baba yaga whatever baba yaga however you want to pronounce it was an extraordinary powerful mage and arch fae some describe her as the most powerful female mage ever known the sorcerers with a reputation of passing throughout the plains in doing so her magical hut also appealed, appeared elsewhere and was reported to have arrived on Faerun little after um, the spell plague so what she is known for is being this like very much the hag that lives in the swamp she has a bunch of animals and cats that roam around her area who guide people to her or she's known for saying like did you come on your from of your own free will or another's bidding uh she basically was very very skeptical of people who came to visit her and she was very very evil um although being incredibly powerful and said to almost be of godlike intelligence she was very ugly she had a long warty nose a skeletal frame and long thin white hair um what is she very known for besides all these powerful things that make her stand up is tasha now tasha as you know from the supplement tasha's cauldron of everything eh, or is it just tasha's cauldron <laughs> 
don't know. <laughs> I think it's of everything. I've heard of everything. It's of everything. It's of everything. I know what I'm talking about. Um, so Come on, you're our lore guy. I know. I'm the lore Come guy. Come on, man. I, I you're, the, you're the guy. I'm the guy. You're, I'm you're Elijah, Elijah Wood. Wood. <laughs> uh, man. Um, so, um, you're she's not known guy, for raising uh, Tasha. She's not that guy, okay? And the reason why I didn't do Tasha is because she's a witch, and come on, Wizards Coast, stop hiding from us. We already know which is going to be the next class you release, so we'll cover that later when you finally put on the britches and do it. Um, but it it is the Baba Yaga is a sorcerer. She's incredibly powerful. She teaches uh, Tasha ever she, everything she knows, and she goes beyond to be the most powerful witch ever uh, ever named. So. Um, she, Baba Yaga was renowned for making deals with each other. When she wasn't traveling around, she was mostly in the Feywild. This is very common since a lot of you guys had Feywild in your backstories. And so people would come to her seeking advice. She was in a swamp known as the Merkindraw. I don't know why you ever want to go there. Surrounded by a bunch of hags, but her herself was not a hag. She was very different and was considered almost godlike to many of the people from the material plane. Um, she would hunt people down with, um, what's it called? I just had it here. Oh, a mortal and pestle. Um, you know, like, if you guys know what those are, <laughs> they look like the yeah. gourd and like what you grind. Uh, you grind spices, salsa. Yeah. Uh, one would take the appearance of a cauldron Herbs. and the other one would beat the person into the cauldron and bring them back to her. How terrifying would that be? A rusty old pot coming after you, scooping you up and bringing you back to like a witch to be cooked. Um, yeah, very spooky stuff, but that's what she would kind of do. Um, she had three daughters that were born of her naturally. Um, Skabatha, Bellavorna, and Ed- Edlina. I, maybe I pronounced those all wrong. Hey, this is our podcast. What are you going to do? She also helped raise two What fucking human- name is Skabatha? <laughs> Skabatha, Skabatha, one of the two. Who knows? It's the one of the daughters, whatever. And then she also has like Tasha, who's you know we all know know her very well. So, um, also she raised another human named I'm not even gonna try Kastachini. Um, Kastachini became a distinctly uh, became known as a distinctly Faerunian demon lord. Don't know how we got to that point. Maybe we'll do another episode. That sounds crazy. Um, but. There's a lot of evil things that are tied into Baba Yaga. She got blamed for a lot of stuff that didn't happen just because she was known to be evil. But when it, no one would come to question her about it because they were afraid they would never return. I mean, it makes sense, right? <laughs> Definitely don't want to go pointing a finger at someone very, very powerful. But, or maybe you do. Who knows? Um, but that's the Baba maybe Yaga. Maybe you're about that life. Yeah, maybe. Uh, the one thing I can say is there's a legend that says she had been outwitted by heroes on occasion who uh, shoved her into an oven and trapped her in the lake of fire. Uh, the legend went on to state that despite seemingly dying, she would always appear again, no worse or for wear, because of this some believe that she was impervious to fire. Uh, many noted that the Baba Yaga was somehow related to the Night Hags, Green Hags, and Honest Hags. Looks like Adis, but it's Honest Hags. <laughs> One folktale claimed that Baba Yaga was so powerful that the very times of that the very times of dawn, noon, and night were all the subservient to her whims. Another rumor claimed that she had no legs and that her magical mortar and pestle were her only means of moving around. Crazy stuff. You could throw her into any part. Um, 
any part of your campaign. One thing I should mention, uh, we're going to hear from Elminster very shortly, but Elminster stated that according to reports, Bobby Aza appeared near um, a northern forest of Faerun. So maybe if you're ever going along that side of the map, you throw a walking hut in there and they're either going to run into Tasha or Bobby Yeager, and that'd be a very fun way for your players to like try to talk their, talk their way out of things because there's no way they're going to beat either of them. <laughs> so... That's something you can do have with a, it. That is have our a up on an anus sorcerer. I, right. <laughs> the, that's our <laughs> sorcerer for the week, and I would pass it off to Juan, but he did it already. So, and who got you the did point, it bro? Who got the you point? fucking got me, bro. I got you it. Fucking got me. I got it. So, what's the score, Colin? Do you so know? It's, it's Colin. Do you know what the score is? Hey, Colin. Do you see that scoreboard? It's go bigger, go There is no motherfucker. There is no you scoreboard. Either you tie it or you get your shit rocked. That's right, dude. You know you know the bet, so Wait, is there a bet? Oh yeah, there's there's a bet starting now. <laughs> I was gonna say I was like, um Um Hmm. I don't know. We'll stay posted. We'll reveal the we'll reveal the bet next next episode. So I'll well, I'll think of something good for Colin. I I love that I come up with a bet now that I'm winning. That's that's No that you either he's gonna tie it or that's, lose. That's typical of me, so you know, I only, you know I only gonna, play you when know I know this I'm is, win. <laughs> you know this is going to end up like The Office when Michael calls. We up on... Cool, game over. <laughs> uh, but, man, this has been... Uh, Sorcerer has been so fun to dive into again. It's been a long time since I've looked at this page of the book. Um, I just want your quick quest- a quick question for you guys. We have some time left. What... Where do you think Sorcerer falls in the ranking? And I know we've talked briefly about after like doing a whole ranking of the characters, but I'm honestly curious. Do you guys think it's on the higher end, medium, or low end of the classes? And if you have a number in mind, just throw it out there. I would say this runs on the lower scale just because people probably tend to play either Wizard or... Uh cleric or druid more i don't know why i just don't really see sorcerer that often in my experience so you put them behind druid cleric and wizard then yeah cool what about you one what do you think i'd say the same thing i think i've never seen anyone play a full-on sorcerer that's always been a multi-class right with like warlock or usually warlock but with like other stuff i've never seen anyone play a sorcerer i think it's always just been a supplemental class and so I, um, I think just purely because of experience and people, no one really, no one really touching it. I would say it's on the lower end. I think realistically, I'd say it's pretty, high, like mid to high tier uh-huh. in that range um, because of like just the cool shit you can get out of it. But yeah, I think mo- most traffic you're gonna see with this is people multi-classing. But who knows? Okay. Maybe someone listening is gonna be like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna <laughs> do all twenty levels in a sorcerer." <laughs> hey, maybe, and you know, uh, more power to them. Um, but I think you're, I kind of agree with Juan here. Um, I'm not going to say he's right because it's all opinion based, but I think it's definitely, but I'm the, right. <laughs> I think it's in the <laughs> middle as well. Uh, I definitely think there are some classes that we've covered that definitely hang out in the bottom. Um, and I think Sorcerer's a little bit above those hanging out in the middle. Um, so I think it will be fun if we can get through Wizard fast enough where we can like say who we think is like the top five. <laughs> Or maybe rank all of them. I don't know. Maybe that's a big overtake. We'll come up with something. So, um, but I don't have anything else. Do you guys have anything else you want to say? Do more uh, episodes. Get your shit together, Colin. Tune, that's right, Colin. <laughs> we, 
Be true to yourself. Be true to yourself. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Be um, true to your heart. We love you. We love you. Come on, sign us out, Drew. Sing us. Sign us out, dude. Damn it. Oh, copyright. Copyright. (laughs) Oh, shit. You're right. Uh, Um, uh, (laughs) I mean, I think, listen, they're not going to listen. We're not going to get a Barney copyright. We started the episode with the Yin Yang twins. True, but hey. We're getting hit hit in a lot of space. One thing I've learned in my life is never go after PBS. Ever. So. Ever. (laughs) Disney (laughs) and PBS. Don't even touch it. Um, Again, thank you so much for listening, liking, reviewing, leaving a comment, whatever on our show. It helps out so much. Good, bad. It's all helpful. And yeah reach out to oh. us on social medias we'd love to interact with you guys that way Colin's our dude for that as always and or just like find me on out. my personal and just yell at me for saying that uh, I've never seen a full 20 level sorcerer True. just send like Fight screenshots me. of like your character sheet <laughs> like, yeah bitch <laughs> my at on most things is Junior Apollo please come harass me harass him you heard it here first shout out to Ilyasana 3000 hey for you again yeah dude uh, you can say she's our top fan at this point, oh, but yeah. uh, okay, okay. Top been fan. reaching out recently, sh- throwing them likes out, throwing them retweets out. We see you, girl, and yeah. we appreciate it. Nice. Well, we really, we really do. Um, Making me act up with all this interaction. Thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you. <laughs> Alrighty, everyone. Thank you so much, and have a wonderful rest of your night. Love y'all. <laughs>